0: Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Brilliance Security Podcast. Hello, my name is Steve Bocut and I am an editor for Brilliance Security Magazine. Brilliance is an online digital publication dedicated to the security industry. Our mission, and thus our name, is to illuminate the intersection of physical and cybersecurity we cover both of these security domains by publishing original content about threats hacks products and security strategies we hope you will enjoy this podcast and visit us at brilliancesecuritymagazine.com welcome to the brilliant security magazine podcast and thank you for joining us today we appreciate your listening We've got two exciting guests today. I'm very excited about this episode. Our guests today are Idan Wiener and Bogdan Kortnov, the co-founders of Illustria. Idan is the CEO and Bogdan is the CTO. Um, And Illustria is a unique security firm that promotes the responsible use of open source by preventing software supply chain attacks in the development lifecycle. Our topic for today is something that they're very familiar with, we're going to be talking about supply chain attacks and open source libraries and the relation between those those two. Before I uh, introduce uh, welcome them in let me introduce them let me read you a little bit about them. has vast experience in both startup and corporate environments with exposure to international markets. He served seven years as a captain and in the Israeli Naval Academy, leading soldiers and officers in complex classified operations. With seven years of experience in development and information security, Bogdan, began his career as a pen tester before progressing to developing numerous secure systems. Eventually, he became an information security architect, offering guidance to startup and information security firms on secure architecture and development practices. With that, welcome, Idan and Bogdan. Thank you for joining me today. I'm thrilled to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. So. uh, let's get well, before we get into the topic, I, I'd really like our audience to understand a little bit more about Illustria and what you guys do. So take a few minutes, if you will, talk about Illustria, whatever you feel is important for the audience to know uh, about your company.:
1: Yeah. So Illustria established in September 2021 and changed the how organization are using open source security. Eventually, we're a cybersecurity company and DevVelocity. Dev velocity, which means that we take security away from developers when they try to download open source components. And on the other hand, uh, we give CISOs mitigation, visibility, and traceability for open source. Uh, okay. Today, we feel that developers don't have the expertise uh, to really check the integrity of the code. And that's why Illustria is there to be, let's say, to lead the way and control how organizations consume Wild West uh, packages of libraries.
0: Interesting. So, this, this idea of shifting security left, right, which is something that we talk about in the industry. So, that's what you're doing, uh, just to help me understand. So, um, your solution then um, enables developers to be better security people or does your solution enable security people to get involved in the development life cycle sooner or both? I don't know.
1: This is exactly the use the, the, the case we are talking. I mean, we believe that developers need to focus on, on development and, and uh, we last year I will do the security and we want to give uh, the security teams more control about the process and uh, this is uh, our approach.
0: OK, so it takes the security team, gives them um, a position in the lifecycle um, a little further left earlier in, in the development lifecycle to help to make sure that, you know, secure code uh, is written by the developers who do what they do.
1: Yeah, maybe to to add,
0: I mean, if we can
1: stop the the problems of those risks early in the software cycle development, we can reduce a lot of the overhead of those fixes later on straight to production. So that's why we can stop it before those open source components enter the organization in in this inline approach, we can later on reduce and and help those organizations. So this is not only the shift left approach, but also the inline approach.
0: Okay. So it makes more secure code and it helps developers secure develop secure code faster and, and speeds up the process. All right. Awesome. All right. So let's let's talk about um, some of the issues around open source libraries, being very, very popular using open source libraries. Uh, uh, So help us understand some of the security concerns that people should be aware of.
1: Yes. So I think that organizations trying to run fast and code fast and and open source is amazing. Mm You know, it helps... uh, Developers to use the code uh, and you know uh, and not to write the code from scratch. And this is amazing. Uh, but those open source components uh, maintained by maintainers like you and us. And think about what it will happen 20, 25 years from now. I mean, basically, it's like a public resources managed by private hands. And we see a lot of anomalies and a lot of problems. Uh, misconfiguration with those maintainers. Uh, so basically there is a problem of trust here. As a developer, we don't really know if, as the, the, this developer checked the, the integrity of the code uh, and those are the exact cases and risks we're trying to, to avoid or stop. And, and this is really scary. I mean, organizations are using those libraries Uh, We're going to talk about the the blog that we found, but it's everywhere and it's going to be a big problem that no one really takes full responsibility on that.
0: Right. Okay. so let's let's narrow that down a little bit and maybe be a little more specific uh, about the types of supply chain attacks that uh, that you guys have seen um, that are coming from these open source libraries.
2: I will I will add also to what Idan said. It's not about twenty or twenty five years from now. It's already today because open source started twenty years ago, and we see those people, those developers and maintainers, already abandoning some of the packages they they wrote because it's they have a family. They have you know other things to do. Mm-hmm. And this is something we see already today, and there is a huge spike in in, in that field. Uh, re- regarding the use cases, we see a lot of um, a lot of new attacks in the ecosystem of open source. Uh, the first and most common one is maybe typosquatting. It's when you go, let's say, to Google and you type Google, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're found in some other website, but when it happens with open source, once you press enter, your workstation already infected. It can run malicious code, it can steal your tokens, it can steal your passwords, it can do anything it wants, unrestricted with your credentials. And this is one of the use cases we try to stop and prevent and There are other attacks as well, like dependency confusion, which we saw um, just by uploading a package that might confuse a package manager inside an organization that developed a private package. And if I take the same package name and upload it publicly, I I might gain gain access to the organization. And Mm. it happened to Apple and Microsoft, It happens to everyone, so this ecosystem is is really fragile right now, and it needs active security mechanisms in order to protect it.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, uh, and this is just kind of a curiosity for me. So, like typo squatting, for for example, how do you protect against that? Is it as as Simple, not that it would be simple, but it would be arduous to to come up with vast libraries of every misspelling that you could come up with for relevant terms. Or are you just watching for the, you know, a malicious result, um, regardless of what the typo squatting term was used? How how does that work?
2: So in our technology, we develop automatic mechanisms. And this mechanism can detect with a Levenstein distance, for example, if if the name you're typing of the package is similar to a popular package one. So if you try to install at say moment, which is a very popular NPM package and you type momnet, momnet is a malicious package. So we detect the anomaly because of the Levenstein distance and some other Uh, algorithms we insert into this process and we basically stop it in a proxy inline way and it doesn't reach the developer.
0: Okay, all right. So I'm sure it's an oversimplification, but it it is, at least to some degree, it's like a blacklist of like, here, here. We know here are some some potentially malicious code, and if you mistype these words, that's what you're going to end up with. So we're just going to watch for those kinds of errors, essentially, right?
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So let's let's just transition a little bit and talk more about the the potential impact of these kinds of attacks. So what what have you seen happen because of these kinds of supply chain attacks?
2: So, we have, we have seen um, in, the recent, in the recent year, we have seen an attack over developers uh, with uh, new libraries trying to steal um, uh, credentials, also trying to, to modify your uh, clipboard. So, when you copy paste something, if it has, let's say, a Bitcoin address, it's going to replace it. Uh-huh. So, when you try to do some kind of transfer and so on, it's going to intervene. And we have seen attacks over uh, a lot of type of squatting packages and malicious code inside. So this is, let's say from 2019, we have a very high rise of attacks. We have seen in uh, 2020 alone, uh, more than 12,000 attacks. And this is an increase, increase, a drastic increase because up to 2019, we have seen only 2,000 2000 attacks from the start of the time. So it's something on the rise and yeah.
0: Okay, awesome. Awesome. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Sorry, uh, from Gartner point of view, uh, supply chain attacks are ranked as top threat for 2023 and also it's gonna be a new vertical in terms of uh, Gartner. And when we ask CISOs today, what their top threat, That supply chain attacks. And three, four, five years ago, no one cares about that as well. So mm-hmm. we see a shift in the industry. Uh, let's say introducing let, in, let's say 2015, 2016 vulnerabilities as CA. And now it's like the new era of attacks the post SCA uh, hijackers found a different way to attack uh, the misconfiguration of those uh, maintaining maintainers of the package and then we call it supply chain.
0: Okay so and that kind of answers a question that was kind of rolling around in my head I was wondering so why the increase is it because maintainers used to do a better job of making sure their code was safe and now there's so much of it out there that it's just kind of got out of control and there's so much code that that nobody's really watching it to make sure that it's safe or have the threat actors just kind of come to the realization that there's a lot of vulnerabilities there in the ecosystem and so they're looking harder and, and, and focused on that area more. Do you have a sense of which of those two or maybe a combination of the both? I don't know. Uh,
2: I think it's more of the second one uh, and okay. it's because until a certain point, there was no like proof of concept that you can abuse this ecosystem. And suddenly when, you, when we have seen, uh, if you know the application cam scanner, it, it's a popular Android application, you can scan documents and so on. So they, they had a similar issue. One of the packages they used uh, was uh, transferred to another maintainer and this maintainer was a malicious one. So they started to uh, you know do some code maintenance and so on to look to look, uh, to look leg- legitimate and then they uh, inserted the malicious piece of code that got compiled and shipped to the users on Google Store. so Google had to uh, remove the application from the store, but uh, out of 100 million users there were uh, hundreds of thousands of devices that got infected. And this is, was like the, the first use case that you have seen a very easy use case because this developer just went to the original maintainer and asked them for the library and they just gave it to them because it's not theirs. It's a free, it's a free, right. it's a free right. library it's all source.
0: Yeah, all right. So thank you. This is all kind of led up to to where I was hoping we would get to in this conversation. So you guys recently published some details uh, regarding the the vulnerabilities in the ecosystem, um, and there was a popular npm package that that had some problems that you guys discovered and wrote about. So maybe you could elaborate on that for us a little bit for those who haven't read your um, your blog post on that.
2: So we've been generating the report for one of our customers, and mm-hmm. like an onboarding report. And suddenly we have, we have a lot of automatic mechanisms to detect a lot of issues. And we have seen a package that the domain of the package of the, of the maintainer email got expired. Mm. And we were curious about that. Usually we have the automatic mechanism protecting you in live, like in real time. But we went and and put some research into that. We actually found out that the domain is expired. So we bought it for about $8. And we recovered the email. So we created a new email address. And we went to uh, NPM and GitHub and requested to reset the password. So they sent us the link and we basically took over the library. We could have uh, been publishing the malicious package if we were the, the attackers. Right. And this package had over 3.5 million downloads a week. Wow. So, yeah. That's
0: <laughs> and, amazing. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and with also... With more than 1,000 organizations, this is what important to say. Yeah.
0: So 1,000 organizations had downloaded this malicious package. Okay.
2: We didn't publish a malicious package, but we could have. So it could have, have, right. It, yeah. <laughs> we, we, are, we are the good guys, not the bad ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it also had over 100,000 uh, projects that people at home are using. So mm-hmm. once we publish it, it could have been infected a lot of uh, assets. and really damage a lot of organizations and it's a very popular library. So it, 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 uh, we don't want to say its name because we, we don't want to embarrass the maintainer itself, but it, it's, it's a very popular one, like it, almost every developer knows it. And then we reached out to the maintainer itself. So we asked him, hey, uh, what about this email? What about this package? So they were a bit curious why they got a lot of security not, notifications from GitHub. And then they realized, like, yeah, because we we contacted them, they realized it was us doing some things. Um, and they told us they just forgot about the library. They, mm. about the software. And that's it, because they're human. They like, yeah, I forgot to renew it and someone to cover it. And it could it could have been a malicious actor, could have been someone that wanted to do harm, and they could have done it in less than $8. So it's a very easy vector for entering and attacking organizations.
0: Right. Wow, that, that's a little bit scary, actually. So, um, and if people want to read more about that, um, illustria.io, is that your website? They can go there and read. You've got a blog section and, and it'll show up there. And they can get more exactly. details.
1: Illustria.io. Maybe I want to add about this case. What we can learn from that is, first of all, those 1,000 organizations are using that, this package. So what we could have done is just put some, something inside, like a virus. Mm-hmm. Upload the version and that's it. It's a zero day. And I can maybe refer that to like an outdated milk that you go into the store and buy, but you already drink it. Yeah. And this is exactly the problem within open source and supply chain attacks. And we feel like not everyone really understand how much it's scary and dangerous because when you understand you're in a problem, it's already too late. Right. And maybe those blogs, you know, can better explain how we are doing that. But this was pretty easy. Uh, and it's it's very it's, it's scary that from the maintaining part, you, very, you forgot about it. Right. So think about the impact and, and forgot about it. I mean, this is amazing.
0: And, and, and that you guys ran across that particular one um, implies that there could be Many 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 more. it's not like this was it was terribly unique, right I mean that's that's kind of the position that you believe is that if you guys just ran across this one, there could be you know a lot more just like that
1: yeah exactly okay I mean, that, that's the problem I mean it's everywhere uh it's 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 the let's say the solar winds two, three, four five as we think is already there. We just we need to
0: find them. Yeah, and- exactly. Okay, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense to you know shift your security left. Make sure that that security has a role in looking at this open source libraries before you implement them in your code. That makes it makes a lot of sense. All right, um, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. this. Has been fascinating to me, um, and I hope uh, others will go take a look at that blog that you posted um, on your website. I found it fascinating. Uh, before we close we'd like to end with kind of an open-ended question the essence of this question is what should i have asked that i failed to ask uh but tell us um, anything else that, that you think our audience needs to know about either supply chain attacks open source libraries or illustria uh,
2: so aside from the marketing uh, things that Ivan might add um I think the ecosystem itself is, is, is very fragile right now, and we need to work together to protect it. Also, there are going to be in about 20, 30, uh, 45 million developers, which today we have about 23 million. So it's going to double itself. Those developers are new are, are new people. They struggle to develop and, and get the expertise. And of course, they're going to struggle with security. So we need automatic mechanisms and ways to protect those users, those developers, the new developers in the ecosystem. Right.
0: Hmm. Any last words, Idan?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, maybe to also what Bogdan said, uh, attackers are joining forces uh, to attack. So also vendors out there, there's lots of amazing vendors who uh, do vulnerabilities and supply chain attacks. You know, we had joint research together with them. You know, there's a lot of space to go to the supply chain attacks inside the software cycle development and lots of problems. So we should also join forces, as Bogdan said, with other vendors out there because the the the, the problem is so big uh, and you know it's scary. So. Yeah, that's that's, that's Well, two.
0: I certainly agree with that. A, a united uh, yeah. defense is certainly something that we should all be striving for. So thank you guys. I really appreciate you spending part of your day with us. Uh, it's been very interesting. Um, you guys are doing an awesome job and we appreciate that. Um, And a big thanks to our listeners for being with us. Uh, Please remember to like and subscribe if you find this podcast interesting. And join us next time for another episode of the Brilliance Security Magazine podcast.